Welcome to the Food Is Podcast. My name is Chris King, and in this episode I'm speaking to Margaret Ritchie, MP, Member of Parliament for South Down in Northern Ireland, and a member of the Environment, Food and Rural Affairs Committee. In the previous episode I'd said I would be publishing a second SOSNI podcast, which shared the stories of the staff and volunteers, as well as the organisations they support. But it's been taking me um, quite a bit longer to piece that together than I'd hoped, And because I've been recording other interviews at the same time, I didn't want to delay getting them out and published any longer. So that's why you'll be listening to an interview with Margaret Ritchie instead of the SOS and I crew. Um, And there might be one or two more published ahead of that episode, but I will hopefully have it sorted in a few weeks time. So do listen out for that. Um, It's well worth listening to. Uh, So the background to this interview, I contacted Margaret after reading her conversation on Twitter with the organisation Feedback, telling about a grocer who had been told by a local official that he couldn't sell cosmetically imperfect produce. Uh, Margaret sits on the Environment, Food and Rural Affairs Committee, which is currently investigating the issue of food waste and will be reporting on it later in the year. Uh, I'll put links in the show notes to the recordings of representatives of the supermarkets and others who have been giving testimony to the committee, Um, so do be sure to check those out. The interview's brief and took place in a busy MP's cafe in the heart of the Houses of Parliament and explores the work of the committee as well as what lies ahead and the potential for new legislation. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, My name is Margaret Ritchie. I'm the Member of Parliament for South Down in Northern Ireland. South Down is situated on the County Down coast of the Irish Sea. And I'm also a member of the Environment, Food and Rural Affairs Select Committee. And we're currently conducting an inquiry into food waste. Okay. And how did you get involved with that committee? Well, as a member of uh, Parliament from Northern Ireland, I was very anxious, uh, as were the SDLP, that the three MPs would be involved in scrutiny of Parliament work. And as part of that, um, we, in fact, the three of us are represented on three select committees, as I represent a rural constituency in the last parliament there was a vacancy on the Environment, Food and Rural Affairs Committee and I was successful in securing that position which was then replicated in this parliament. We have conducted various inquiries right across the spectrum whether it's in environment, whether it's in food, rural affairs like rural broadband, like farm gate prices and this one on food waste because members generally across party felt that there was significant food waste being largely engineered by um, the retailers. But uh, it's to look at the source of that, and particularly at a time when people, in many, many instances, are having to go to food banks. You wouldn't mind just kind of explaining what uh, the committee, what powers the committee has to actually influence well, policy? Um, a select committee um, carries out inquiries. Uh, they have uh, powers of scrutiny, holding a minister, a secretary of state, and their, their suite of ministers uh, to account on the, all the issues for which they have ministerial responsibility. We bring in officials, senior officials, and we bring in um, the ministers themselves and pursue issues 
in terms and it has to relate back to the inquiry we're doing so it is fairly accountable because when we complete our uh, reports which are always independent of government we send them to government for a response and I take the flood report we did get a response from government we were looking for a czar to deal with this particular issue we're looking for uh, greater accessibility to the flood raise scheme if you t- uh, in terms of insurance and uh, the government came back and we're a bit weak in that respect so we have gone back again and we will be doing a further inquiry into flood management so we do uh, shall we say pin it down very clearly and that in pinning it down we hope to persuade and exhort and cajole government into changing policy and do you feel that the current minister is receptive to um, the committee's kind of concerns and demands related to food waste uh, whilst um, we have taken evidence from the uh, government ministers. I think we would have to see uh, what they would be like in relation to their actual report itself, which will be several months down the line. Right. Okay. And feel free to come back to me at that yeah. stage. That'd be great, yeah. okay. During the initial exploration of the issue, you say that the thing's been engineered by the retailers. Could you? Well, I think as you're talking about the big retailers, if they, like the Tesco's, the Asda's and Sainsbury's, if they see these sort of wonky vegetables and sort of twisted carrots or twisted bananas, they're inclined to go into a different pile. But I, we firmly believe in the committee that these are perfectly good to eat and it's finding a way whereby they can go into um, the supply chain and be used rather than being allowed to go into another heap and thereby be sent off maybe for animal swill or whatever. And that's, that's actually how I came across um, myself through a conversation with uh, the organisation Feedback. Yeah. Um, you were just kind of recounting and a local grocer had been kind of told by a local uh, government official that yeah. they shouldn't be selling wonky fruit or veg. Can you maybe elaborate, elaborate on that? that? Well, one morning I was in a place you would know well, Hanlon's in Market Street right. in Downpatrick, where I buy my vegetables and fruit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can either have pre-washed carrots or you can have uh, carrots with loads of soil straight mm-hmm. from the earth. And I always buy uh, the ones with loads of soil because I believe they're fresher. And whenever carrots are pre-washed, they actually become stale much more quickly. And uh, the guy who was serving me, one of the owners, said they were told by, I presume it was somebody from the Health and Safety Agency, that uh, they shouldn't be selling um, soiled carrots or carrots with soil or mould on them. And I asked him why, and he was told they would not be able to distinguish if there were any blemishes on the carrots. I was totally amazed by this because for years people either grew their own carrots or else they bought them in such a fashion. My mother bought them off the market stall in Balmahinch or in Downpatrick. And in fact, many other people like that. And I have continued to do that. And then if you... uh, uh, what do they mean by blemishes? That was not defined for me. Um, maybe marks, on, on the, but they're perfectly good to eat. Good and nutritious food and healthy. So I didn't fully understand that. But obviously that is a, a non-quantified amount of food waste because nobody has ever considered 
that level of food waste. And I did raise it at the committee as an area where we need to examine further. Mm-hmm. And last week, uh, saw members of the European Parliament vote for new regulations, um, including having farm-to-fork food waste by 50%. Um, that'll shape yeah. food waste policy and waste-related policy for the next 15 years. Uh, but unfortunately, they chose not to make it legally binding. Um, what do you think the consequences of that? That should have been made legally binding because before we Brexit, um, it would have been brought in here via regulations and would have forced then the British government after in the context of Brexit negotiations and post that or in context of the Great Repeal Bill to address that particular issue because the evidence we have taken so far proves the point that uh, many of these um, foods that are considered to be waste are actually not waste. They could actually be used for good quality food in lots of dishes and in fact do uh, help in, um, in, in contributing not only to our local environment uh, but also in contributing to uh, reducing a food bill for homes. So do you feel that the fact that um, these regulations are going to be voluntary that within the UK context um, nothing, will happen. Be, nothing will happen. Nothing will happen, yes. Yeah. And I think that's part of an area we need to look at in the select committee as well as part of our inquiry. Now, we probably, um, it's not within the terms of reference, but I think we have to give make reference to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and recently I was back in, in Ireland um, visiting my folks and I engaged with a, an organisation called SOSNI, who their food programme is collecting food that would otherwise go to waste and redistributing it um, to organisations working on the front line um, in terms of supporting vulnerable people within the community. Um, and they are using one van and they're self-financing, you know, they're, they're fundraising themselves um, to finance this whole project. What, what potential do you think there is for government support, both in uh, Northern Ireland and the rest of the UK, for uh, grassroots initiatives and, and that charitable sector to allow for redistribution? Because obviously within Italy and, uh, and France and other European countries, there has been this uh, legally binding demand on retailers or, or specifically supermarkets to redistribute any food that might otherwise go to waste. Um, but that's not necessarily happening here. Um, and I think this country, I think it's about 2% actually gets redistributed. So, Well, as a result of welfare reform changes and also because of the economic crash, we have seen the emergence of food banks. And in areas of my own constituency, I know of at least three by and large church-based, but also community activism on on the ground. And people, by and large, it's non-perishable food they bring in, packets of food or uh, boxes or else tins. I would think there is a case for bringing to that these wonky vegetables and fruit because apart from the fact that they're nutritious, it would be a good use of, of food that has been discarded by supermarkets. Now, I do know that supermarkets do um, 
uh, invest in corporate responsibility. Mm -hmm. And you take Sainsbury's, they have now got a pilot project for dealing with food waste at Swadlincote in Derbyshire. I would like to think that could be extended to other parts of Britain and Northern Ireland where they have a significant number of stores. I do know that um, Tesco and Asda have corporate responsibility and they actually, in the case of Tesco, operates about twice a year. Their food share um, scheme, not only should that be for non-perishable goods, they should extend it to the fruit and vegetables as well. And do you feel though that the focus tends to be too much on household level food waste and uh, rather than farm level that they themselves yeah. mm -hmm. are kind of but just, yeah, I think farmers are in the large areas which produce uh, fruit and veg are directed really by the retailers and I think there needs to be the grocery code adjudicator come in at that stage and say look this, this can be used but used in other areas why not send it to uh, the food bank and also otherwise it's just going to go to waste and it's going to be decomposed and it could be used for much better purposes and bring help and benefit to a community. Yeah, but mm. the, the adjudicator, do they have They the don't have those of powers and I think that's where we need to look and BES needs, the business and energy department here, needs to look really at reviewing the role of the grocery code adjudicator and also giving them more powers to do that. Mm -hmm. and uh, do you think with this current government that's likely to happen? Probably not, but you can see, and that's where we, as a committee working with the BES committee, could have a further exhortation and push there, because politics is about the art of the possible, it's about persuasion, it's about scrutiny of government departments, but forcing them along a line that brings better service and delivery to the consumer. Okay. Well, thank you very much. No Thanks for listening to this episode of the Food Is Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and do be sure to subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud to receive future episodes, which I hope will include another interview with Margaret once the committee's report is published. Future podcasts include Food for Soul in Italy, Alicia Catering here in London and WWF in the USA. If you're involved in any way with the issue of food waste in London or beyond, please get in touch and we can organise an interview in person or via Skype, or featured on the site in some other way. You can get in touch with me via the Foodies website, foodies.org.uk, or email me at chris at foodies.org.uk. Take care, and thanks again for listening.